good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hare. Hey, Katagita, hey, all, my friends, all my friends in relatives, in relatives in four in directions. directions. Do you have, Do you your, have mic your mic muted? muted? I do. Okay. okay. Hey, we're back here. Welcome to all my friends and relatives in four directions. You are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanjahade, which means distant thunder. And we talk about local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues and human issues are Native issues. You're absolutely right, Dega. And this portion of the show is supported by... Minnesota 350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. All right. Hey, we got a couple guests here. Uh, we are going to be talking a little bit about pipelines, and we have Bob Barbworth, and we have a BA grandma here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we are excited to have you guys on and talk a little bit about what's happening in Wisconsin. Uh, Barb, I want to get with you right away and talk about a little bit of the history of uh, uh, Line 5. Yeah, Line 5. I'm Barbara Wist with the Wisconsin Citizens Media Co-op, and I also live in Lake Superior on Madeline Island, and I've been following this for a very long time. Line 5 is a pipeline that was put through the Bad River Reservation up there on the shores of Lake Superior sometime back in the 50s. It, actually, the Bureau of Indian Affairs apparently gave away the easement rights to the pipeline company back then to build this pipeline that was supposed to last about 50 years. And in 2013, the easement through the reservation expired and Bad River did not renew it and told them to get their pipeline up and out of the ground. And for six years, they've been uh, negotiating with Enbridge, who has refused adamantly to do that and in fact has now threatened instead to build a pipeline not through the reservation, but around the reservation. So instead of just the two rivers now, they think they're gonna cross all five of the rivers and it's kind of a nightmare. So Bad River sued them in 2019 to get them out. And the, the court case went to court last November and the judge decided that, that Enbridge was guilty of trespassing for all of those years they are guilty of trespassing. They are guilty of illegal in, illegally enriching themselves by staying there and making their money. But he stopped short of actually telling them to do what Bad River has been wanting them to do is get out of the watershed. He, he told them to go back and figure it out, which was wow. insane in the first place. Uh, so for six months since then, they have been trying to do what the judge told them on, and they had the hearing was last Thursday, which I was at, and there's a very detailed report on Wisconsin citizens media co-op, WCMCOOP.org. And what you're going to find there in our story is the truth because every single media outlet all across the world is not reporting what actually happened in that hearing. And the judge said, it's only a matter of time before they shut this down. It's just <laughs> a matter of time. He just didn't want to be the one to have to do it. Oh boy. And he also erroneously accused Bad River of dragging their feet and um, decide, told us that, well, he's going to spend the next two weeks trying to figure it out. Meanwhile, What's happening is there's a meander on the Bad River that's been coming very, very close to where that 70-year-old decrepit pipeline is. Mm. Now, remember, when they built this pipeline, the river was 320 feet from the pipeline. At Whoa. the time of the hearing, when the judge didn't think it was an imminent threat, it had gotten to 11 feet. And then overnight, it lost another three feet and we don't have to have a big storm because receding water 
will also pull that riverbank out and erode it from underneath that pipeline. Right. So it's a very uh, infuriating situation, but that's kind of where we are with it. Wow. Barb, uh, thanks. And Barb, with, uh, with the Wisconsin Citizens Medium uh, Co-op, we also have Jill Ferguson, who is, uh, it's really good to see you, Jill. And I know you're uh, Facebook famous with those 4 million views of the video of you being arrested. What are your thoughts? And uh, Peenigigi, thank you for uh, reaching out and being on. Thank you. Remember, Robert, last time I saw you, uh, you were here, uh, I'm not sure it was in Madison, but I was doing the Never Michaels campaign, Wisconsin. Yeah, that was yeah. where the Obama, Obama came up and visited, and I need to take a yeah. picture of him. Yeah, so we dodged a bullet here in Wisconsin by um, Evers remaining in office. Um, however, I am, um, you know, Paul DeMaine always calls my badass grandma tirades, you know, because I, I start going <laughs> off on everything. Um I am really disgusted at this point with Governor Evers and Attorney General Josh Call. Uh, they have remained silent on this issue of Line 5. We've got Minnesota over there by, by, by you where, where your Governor Walsh and Flanagan sold out to Enbridge. And, you know, and uh, we know what happened as a result of that ma major destruction from, from Line 3 that's irreversible. Um, and so we've got that over in, in Minnesota. Then on the other side of us, we've got Michigan with Governor um, Gretchen Whitmer and uh, Attorney General Nessel, Nessel, I think it is, um, who are demanding and have demanding that Enbridge shut down Line 5 and mm -hmm. and get out of Michigan. And, and then in Wisconsin, we've got our governor, uh, Tony Evers and Josh Call, uh, hoping that they can just remain silent, and uh, and no, and nobody will know anything. And and my position is, if 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 you can't shut it down, which which you know I don't believe that, you you have the duty to inform the public what is happening because this is not uh, this is not an indigenous issue. This is not a a political issue. This is a, a this this is an issue, literally, of the survival of every living living thing. Ninety percent of our fresh water is um, mm -hmm. from the Great Lakes, and um, you know it's a non-renewable resource. And Absolutely. and people don't know that, and they have the right to know so that we can take action. So that's what I'm here today uh, to talk about: what we can do about it. Well, just voicing it out and kind of what Barb was talking about, just getting it out there for people to understand, because we just uh, we talk yeah. about things that happen on uh, so-called uh, liberal media, which there's no such thing. Uh, and I appreciate you. We had so many frack outs. We lost uh, count up by uh, the beginning of the Mississippi River up in, uh, you know, Itasa Park. You know, there's things that aren't growing. There's no fish there just in one year. So this has always been uh, Red Alert, Barb. And what else can you tell our, our uh, listening audience here in the next minute before we go to a break? What they can do? What can we do? Well, there's a couple of things. One is that the Supreme Court ruled in April the, when Enbridge brought these cases to the Supreme Court, asking them to to uh, dismiss these lawsuits uh, about climate change and holding them accountable, the Supreme Court ruled that that should go back to the states. So we want to flood Evers and calls Attorney General Call's office with phone calls after phone calls after phone calls. He has declared a flood emergency. And in those emergency um, powers that he has, he has the power to shut that line down. So, there, and there's other things that we're doing uh, that I can fill you in if you want to take that break. Yes, we do. I appreciate it. That's that's get a call to action. Let's get the phone numbers out there. Um, that's only and people do listen to this. They do listen to the phone calls. They do listen to letters. So let's get that out there and talk a little bit of. Uh, we talk a little bit more uh, with Jill about her, uh, what's been going on with her court-wise. So you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us.
Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex. Recording sexual acts without permission. Hurting someone because of their sexual orientation. Ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger. Purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. When it comes to mental health, connections with others can be a way forward. How do you reach out when you need someone? What do you do to support those who struggle? Whether you're struggling or know someone who struggles, see connections as comfort, hope, and joy. Like sending a text, sharing a moment, offering a hug, seeing an old friend, seeing your grandma. Together we can find ways to create a path forward. Visit cmentalhealth.org. Visit cmentalhealth.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Yes, if you guys don't know this, uh, I have a Facebook birthday. Uh, today's my birthday. Yeah. And I have a Facebook uh, birthday. Uh, what is it? Uh, for, for A fundraiser. Thank you, fundraiser. Yep. And so just click on there, give five, ten bucks or whatever. I'm up to like $500. And last year... We did $3,000 for the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition during my birthday. So everyone, uh, do what you can. Give a buck. Give five bucks. I have 5,000 friends, and we have 15,000 followers on uh, on uh, uh, Native Roots Radio. So do your best and uh, support this great group. And hey. it's Dega's birthday today to all of our listeners. So right. make sure you... Wish Robert a happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, me and Bob Dylan and a couple other famous people (laughs) (laughs) share the same birthday. Oh, the dog likes that. Hey, uh, thank you. Hey, we're here with some water protectors here and we're talking about line five. And I want to go to you, Jill, right away and talk about a little of your history and uh, and how that really ties in with line five, line three, and just being an all-around water protector. Again, thanks, Barb and uh, Jill, for being on. Uh, yeah, well, my water protecting um, started with uh, Standing Rock and yeah. um, then answered the call for the treaty people gathering in Minnesota in, uh, was it, 2021? Yeah. Um, and yep, so I was out there three times during that summer and arrested all three times. And it was the last arrest when, um, when I was uh, I was pretty messed up by the uh, Minnesota sheriffs there there in Clearwater. Um, so you know, I, I I have a really a real bone to pick with Enbridge, and they and they mm-hmm. clearly leave with me. I have a court date coming up, July seventeenth. They they are uh, jury trial. And um, I could very well go to jail because it's very clear that I resisted arrest. I was protecting the Mississippi River um, from mm-hmm. from what the indigenous people warned and, and, and fought against for years, what was going to happen if that went through. And so I was holding the padlock on the on the um, on the water pump where they're about to take uh, the millions of gallons of water from the Mississippi River at the headwaters during a drought. And, um, you know, I just took a stand and. Um, uh, and have 
paid a very a very deep price for it mentally, physically, and mm-hmm. um, and now I may be going to to jail for taking that action. Um, so, but I'm but I'm not going to uh, you know I'm not going to back down. This this issue at line five is is critical to me. Um, mm-hmm. We we want people to come up there and you know, take some kind of action, come up and, you know, stand on the side of the road, hold a sign, do something. Maybe, you know, we've got a long weekend coming up here. So it'd be a great opportunity to take a beautiful drive up there and, you know, at least let, let uh, the band know that we support them and let people know what's, what's going on. So I'm, I'm hoping people will um, maybe take a beautiful drive up there uh, this weekend and again, um, call the governor's office and demand. You know, we need to, this, uh, Robert, this is literally international eco-terrorism. This right. 1977 treaty allows them to come through our pristine land and water unobstructed. And they keep invoking that treaty. Um, and, and so everybody runs scared. You know, Biden, call Biden's office. Why, why are we allowing this? This is a Canada first. You right. know, this is a Canada first stance. And I'm not going to stand for it. You, you know, um, so I, you know, I want people to join me. And if you can't come up there, we need digital warriors just as much as we need people on the front line. So that's real important to know that to be a water protector, you don't have to stand on the front lines and, um, um, and get hurt like I did. Um, we need we need you to share the information, share it in groups, share it with your friends, um, and make those calls to Biden's office. Tell him to to demand to revoke uh, the 1977 treaty. This is absurd. It's absolutely absurd. So um, yeah. So I, I you know everybody watch me. I know um, a friend of mine put up a, a page on Twitter. Badass Grandma Jill, and we'll. <laughs> We'll be doing a lot of posting um, on there about what's going on. Um, you can follow me on Facebook. Any questions you have? Um, I, I know I want to do a lot of actions in Madison. I want to. I want to go in front of the Capitol, in front of the DNR, in front of the federal judge William Conley, uh, who who denied who denied this uh, request for a temporary injunction to shut Line Five down. By blaming Bad River like they were at fault, I'm like, well, wait a minute, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? You right. know, you you put your pipeline up there. Don't you blame Bad River for anything? Well, you know, Jill and Barb, uh, the call to action right now here for all our listeners is to call the governor's office, uh, and also. Uh, Jill, is there a, a way that we can support you going to court? I know the, a lot of a lot of the court actions here in Minnesota, people were able to uh, come on a Zoom and watch it. Is is there availability for that too? You know, I can sure check into that because uh, that would be really great. You know, to get media involved and to keep it to keep it out front. You know, the thing of it is, Robert is that. You know, the, the 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 video of my arrest on YouTube, again, you can go to YouTube, put in badass grandma water protector or line three or under the earth, and you'll mm-hmm. find that, that the video of my arrest. The thing of it is, Robert, about the situation with me is I'm a 70-year-old white woman. This mm-hmm. happens every day to people of color by the, by the police. Right. And nobody's paying attention. And so I will do whatever is necessary to bring attention to, to all these matters. I mean, this this encompasses everything. And right. so I'm out here to say to people, you know what? If they're going to do that to a white 70-year-old woman, they, they can do this to anyone. And we've got to stand. You know, it's, it's either... You know, I, I coined the phrase, uh, you know, together we rise, divided we succumb. You know, right. it's time for everybody, all nations, to come together and... Uh, and be the seventh generation who's manifesting prophecy. Mm-hmm, exactly. Barb, uh, I know that w- with our fight with Line 3 here in Minnesota, we talked a lot about this is a foreign company. This is not a company from the United States that is impeding on our land and leaving our land barren and uh, lifeless, and they don't care. They're not from this country. No, and in, in, in the case of Line 3, I too was arrested and in jail for a couple of days, and my, my charges were dropped. But 
uh, here in Minnesota, here in Wisconsin, I think what people have to realize is that if that pipe ruptures, we we all know the devastation, pretty much the genocide of the Bad River people, because that will completely wipe out their wild rice beds, the sturgeon. But you have to remember that's going to go out into the harbor. And where I live on Madeline Island, it, the the flow charts show that it will flow up the river almost to Mar uh, up the lake almost to Marquette along the shoreline and along the whole Schwamigan Bay over to Madeline Island where it will envelop both sides. And you have to realize that you cannot run boats on an oil slick. So if this pipe were to burst uh, in the in in the July when we have ten thousand people. FEMA has to come in and airlift us out. This is a world-class emergency that I cannot stress enough that people engage. The, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the AG's office, the Josh Call's office is 608-266-1221. And we actually have a meeting with him on Friday morning at 8 o'clock. And several of us are going to go in and see if we can talk any kind of sense to him. And if you want to call the governor, it's 608-266-1212. And we should be flooding their office 24-7 because we've got five feet left, 320 before that pipeline ruptures. This is a state of emergency that I can't, I can't say enough about Jill, I want you to have the last word. And one of the things I want to uh, really reach out to you to again, we're going to have to have you on again, because we need to amplify this, what's going on in, uh, in Wisconsin and what's happened to us here in Minnesota. And really, these phone calls do work. Jill, what's your, uh, what's your thought here in the last minute or so? Uh, just to reiterate what Barb said, this is this is at minimum a national emergency. You know, the Great Lakes, there isn't anybody in this country that doesn't depend on it. We got water drying up, rivers drying up, Lake Mead drying up, everything out west. They're going to be coming for this water. And why aren't we doing something to protect it? There's also the Great Lakes Compact that all of these governors are responsible for. For, 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 you know, keeping in trust the water for future generations. And they're not doing that. And we need to demand answers. We have the right to demand answers. Exactly. Hey, and I just want to leave it with this. Uh, that's, again, uh, we need to have you come on and maybe do the whole show and talk okay. about this. And we have the, uh, the get the call the governor's office, 608 266 Twelve, twelve. Uh, that's the first thing you can do. Anyone can do right there. You guys, thank you so much for reaching out. This is a big de deal to us, uh, and we're going to have you on again real soon in the next week or so because this is this is the things we talk about. We're here to protect the water. Thanks, Barb. Thanks, Joe, for stopping. Thank you. In. Happy birthday, Robert. Happy birthday. <laughs> Peeny giggy. Thank you. Hey, up next, uh, Wendy. We're going to be talking a little. Uh, birthday and uh we're gonna talk uh you know our sacred animals so we'll be right back after this short break stay with us hey this is robert pilot i taught in saint paul public schools for over 25 years and i want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at spps.org careers. I love my Toyota vehicles, so when I have to get service done, there's only one place I go. Rudy Luther Toyota. They know Toyotas inside and out. It starts with them checking your alignment and tire treads with the Hunter Quick Check Drive Inspection Service. Oil changes, tires, batteries, wipers, no matter what you need done, they can help you with reliable Toyota parts and the best service team in Minnesota. Check their website, RudyLutherToyota.com, for service and parts specials just for your Toyota vehicles. Get your Toyota serviced at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. 
Hi, this is Chad from AM950. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, window, and insulation contractor in the metro. Ryan is so excited about working with AM950 and our listeners that he wants to help us grow. This is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. I was friends with Chad long before I started marketing with him. I was a bit skeptical of radio advertising before Chad convinced us to run ads. The advertising's been so successful, we want to help the station grow. We've absolutely loved working with the listeners of AM950, and we all know how extreme important this radio station is to the community. To help AM950 grow, Snap Construction will be putting up proceeds to assist the station in marketing on social media. Snap Construction encourages you to follow, engage, share, and interact on the AM950 social media platforms. Together, we can all work to ensure AM950 continues to thrive and grow in our communities. We stand by our work with a lifetime craftsmanship guarantee. For a free estimate or more information on our financing, call 612-333-SNAP or check us out online. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. We have families waiting for a car. You know, over 85% of unemployed are successful in finding and keeping a job if they have dependable transportation. A car plus a job equals a life changed. 612-919-5526. We have families waiting for a car. 919-5526 or autotech.org. One of the best things about living in Golden Valley is that it celebrates the LGBTQ community. Did you know that Golden Valley has more LGBTQ households per capita than any city in Minnesota? Did you also know that the Golden Valley Pride Festival was the first suburban pride festival in Minnesota? On Saturday, June 10th, come to Brookview Park in Golden Valley for the Golden Valley Pride Festival from noon to 6 p.m. and celebrate our fifth anniversary. The festival highlights our LGBTQ families, their friends, and allies in the spirit of promoting greater understanding of Golden Valley's rich and growing diversity. The event will feature two stages with live performances all day, food trucks and food vendors, a kids area with games, a beer, wine, and cider tent, as well as more than 70 community, business, and sponsor tents and exhibitors. There will also be kickball and volleyball games. There are still sponsorships available and we're looking for volunteers. Go to goldenvalleypride.com for more information. That's goldenvalleypride.com. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 51. More sunshine Thursday with a high of 75. Then clear Thursday night with a low of 52. Celebrate the arrival of summer with a great meal at an Eat Local Minnesota restaurant. Perfect for any occasion. Check out the list of Eat Local Minnesota restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. Hey, I want to uh, introduce my awesome and beautiful wife, Wendy. Wendy's been an anv- animal advocate for many years, and we've been discussing our sacred animals for over almost eight years here on Native Ritz Radio, and I'm just proud to, to have Wendy on and to speak her truth. Uh, Wendy, welcome. Yes. Hi, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level, and it's always my pleasure to do that. But today I have a couple of things going on. So, yeah, Robert. Um, Friends of Minneapolis Animal Care and Control. That's our shelter here in Minneapolis. Wow. It's called Friends of Minneapolis Animal Care and, Con- and Control. Their acronym is MAC, M-A-C-C. Mm-hmm. And uh, they posted this a few days ago on Facebook, but they're wondering, are you a cat whisperer? Yeah, we they said we need kind, patient cat lovers to take on some nervous, shy cats at Mac. Mm. Yeah. And we're um, 
We've got lots of them. And all of the cats would probably do best uh, as an only cat in the house. Mm. They said all Mac animals over six months old currently have no adoption fees. Wow. Yeah, to help um, get as many waiting adult animals out of the shelter and into a home. Uh, kittens under six months are $100. Huh. 52 uh, Minneapolis residents, so mm -hmm. they're a little bit cheaper. And walk-in adoption hours at Mac are Monday through Friday from 1 to 5 p.m. And they are located at 212-212-17th Avenue, North Minneapolis. So um, you could go and visit their website and you could see the cats that they have for adoption. And they have their names, the cats' names, pictures of them, and a little description about the cats. So I'm kind of a car cat whisperer. Yes, you are, Robert. Robert is a cat whisperer. I say, come here. <laughs> so we have a, a story um <laughs> when i met robert Aww. many many moons it's ago my birthday today yes too. i wasn't sure whether i was going to mention that on Aww. on the segment or the next one but i'm gonna oh. wish my husband a very happy birthday happy birthday robert many more thank you thank you yeah <laughs> yes of course so i um i came with a cat named tommy so oh, tommy was a nice big tommy. big old white cat and he was he was a lover he loved everybody mm -hmm. and he loved fell in love with robert right away and he was with us for quite a long time um and then after tommy passed um no that was clyde what are we right. talking about? Oh my God, I'm getting all my cats mixed up. We've had so many pets over the years. So <laughs> just since you've been oh, here. Oh my goodness. So 23, 23 years, years ago, so. I had a cat, Clyde. Love. So Clyde came on the plane with me from New York to here for his new forever home. For his new forever home. The cat traveled all, all over the place with me. I had it for many years. But anyway, Clyde was a super cat and he loved yeah. Robert right away. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Clyde passed mm. and I remember Robert, you're the one he came, Robert came home and he was like, Oh, I was at the adoption event or wherever it was like a pet. It wasn't a pet store. It was, um, like pet co, but they had adoption events there. And they had a whole had, bunch of a wall of adopted cats. I think it was just cats. I don't think. Yeah. It was dogs. They had just cats there up for adoption that came from different shelters in the area. They were trying to get these cats and, uh, Robert, you came home and said, oh, Wendy, there's a cat there who's a nice big white cat. Looks just like Clyde. You would just yeah. love him. You would just love him. Come and see. Come and see. But at that time, I wasn't really um, it been ready. a while, though, too, though. I wasn't really ready. I was like, no, I can't. You know, Clyde was really a very special cat to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, the next week, I think he went back there, there to pick up some pet supplies or whatever. Mm -hmm. Ever, and he was still there and you were like when do you have to just come and see him just come and right. see him right it was my job to pick up pet supplies you didn't come right <laughs> exactly so i was like okay so remember we went there and we saw the white cat in the cage and i just i was like oh wow he's so beautiful but if we get him right then we have to take this one over here. Well, and I had one picked out, remember? I, you said it, we had to have two, two and cats. I had another one picked out. Yeah, but I wanted this one particular cat who yeah. was up in the cage and she was facing the back of the kennel hmm. and she wouldn't look out. And I looked on her card, like each cat had a little card with a a little description about them and they were just saying that like she was there like the longest like yeah. she was there for like eight months trying what? to get up for an adoption so i was like you know she's not friendly she's not giving you eye contact right. she's not coming to the front of the cage you can't pet her she's nobody's gonna want this cat right so if we get this white cat here that's nice and friendly and yeah. lovable then i want this cat too so we have to take them both today. What a good call and in retrospect. Wow. Robert was like, his what? eyes popped open. He was like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, we brought them back home and they hissed at each other Aww. for like an hour. And then they became best friends. Right. And mm -hmm. Princess, she was the shy one who wouldn't come out of the, in front of the cage. And remember, she stayed in my closet. Yeah. I had to put a bed inside the closet and she stayed in there for like three months mm -hmm. and she would only come out 
Um, She'd come out when we weren't around to eat and go potty. That's right. And then, but she would peek around the corner and she would watch Robert like playing with the other animals and talking kindly to them and petting them. And then you worked with her a lot to like get her out of her shell and like, um, you know, pet her and mm-hmm. be really soft with her and kind of call her with your fingers, like yeah. move your fingers around and go, right? Yeah. And she would come. Mm-hmm. And she became your cat. Like that cat, honestly, uh, Robert would come home from work, walk in the door, and the cat would run, run, run like a dog would run to greet their owner at the door. That's what Princess would do. So we had Princess and then the white cat Tommy. was Tommy. Yeah. And Tommy and Clyde had very similar pop uh, personalities. So yeah. I would encourage everyone to head out on um, to Friends of um, Minneapolis Care and Control in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of cats up for adoption. And any animal there, dog or cat, over six months old, is currently has no adoption fee. Mm-hmm. Walk-in adoption hours again on Monday through Friday from 1 to 5 p.m. And they are at 212 17th Avenue North Minneapolis. Right on. In Minneapolis. Not North Minneapolis. 17th Avenue North Minneapolis. Right. So yeah, and you could have a great pal for many, many years. And yeah. I, I remember laying on the floor and Princess would come running to me. I know. She was like cute. if I was okay. She was a cat who used to go down in our basement oh. and find things like little twisty ties or like bag a bag of, of a bag of like screws and stuff, like a little ziploc bag. And she and um or dirty socks. And oh. she used to carry them upstairs. And as she was walking up the stairs, she'd meow, 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 and then she'd drop them on in the kitchen and dining mm. room floor. And I asked the vet why she was doing that because I thought, well, maybe she had babies someday and, right. you know, one day and she, you know, these are her babies. And he said, no, cats are hunters. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's going down there. She's hunting. She's hunting around for dirty socks and things. And then she's coming back to give you presents. She's right. showing you her appreciation good thing it wasn't a dead bird right like a lot of people get but that's ha- what she was doing i had dead birds when i had cats who went outside oh, yeah they gave you a little gift on your bed exactly yeah. yes right on my pillow i would mm. come home we had a cat we had a cat <laughs> named snoopy when i was a kid don't ask don't ask wow. but anyway i would come home and my mom would be snoopy left you a present i'd be like what and yeah. i would i would find all kinds of dead mice birds like like just junk but i kind of felt uh very honored because out of four people in our house um snoopy he i should say snoopy was a he dog a cat a big gray alley cat kind of cat um he would put the stuff on my bed because he loved me the best do you remember when our daughter lived with us and she thought i just got undressed (laughs) in the kitchen with all my (laughs) socks he was like i'm not saying anything but she's like well everybody lives a different life and yeah. i didn't know what? well you know maybe <laughs> judge judge's father and in, in right. ho-chunk maybe judge just um you know puts the socks on the floor in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. but no i mean and sometimes if there was quite a few and i hadn't done laundry sometimes they'd be like Oh my god i think i counted one day like 15 socks yeah we were so well, everyone like, would tell us well, you gotta yeah. train trainer to bring them down to the laundry room not take, i know not, you know right but it was so cute i have so many videos of it too and it comes up on my facebook memories she was a muffled yeah she would be uh uh meowing loud but it would have a sock in her mouth, so it'd be muffled. It was, yes, I have so many videos of that. It's really, it was very, very hard. We're not warming. talking little teeny socks either. It's like the tube socks back yeah, in the day. Yeah, like big feet socks, big feet men's socks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think one time she brought up a blouse of mine and she couldn't carry it all the way up oh the stairs. God. So it was like halfway up the stairs. So. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but we had so many good memories of her yes. and I would always thank her. Like, yeah. you know, I'd be like, Oh, thank you, princess. You did such a good job. Mm-hmm. You're such a good girl. And I'd give her pets. And she was like, so proud that right. she, you know, found these things and we just thought it was the cutest thing. But yeah, yeah I know she really was. I loved her. But that was a situation. I just want to rewind. We only got like a minute left in mm-hmm. the segment. I just want to rewind and say, 
what was a miracle about that cat is I wanted this other cat with Tommy, whose name was like, I don't know, Springy or something, (laughs) White Springy or something. But we changed his name and it ended up being Tommy Get Down, but that's because he was always on the table. Yeah. Tommy Get Down. Um, But the bring back the story one is that you wanted this cat that was here the longest and and people didn't want look mean and it ended up being the best friendliest most grateful mm-hmm. cat we ever had that's right i know she had you said she's mean she looks yeah. mean she's gonna bite me i remember you said that i'm like <laughs> I she's not gonna that. bite you let's bring her home I and know, we did like... and that was her and she was the best so check it out hey. friends of minneapolis care and control Hey, do you got time for a quick another segment, When Sure. Right on. Hey, you're listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a metro transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.stthomas.edu. With spring here, fun is waiting for you at the Park Tavern. The Park Tavern is a great get-together location for family and friends. The food at the Park Tavern is outstanding with something for everyone. Pizza, wraps, sandwiches, burgers, salads, entrees, pasta, and wings. Take advantage of the best bowling lanes in Minnesota and enjoy the full menu while you bowl. The Park Tavern has all the big games on its many screens. And if you're looking for a private event, the Park Tavern offers private event packages for any size group. On Louisiana Avenue, north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park, spring fun has sprung at the Park Tavern. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. Oh. That's my birthday howl. I know. Ooh. I'm so happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. Now, Robert's my age. I'm six months <laughs> older than him. I married an older woman. I hey. Know. <laughs> rocking the cradle that's right that's right so wendy we uh, appreciate you doing another segment i know you got to get going here and yeah. i'm going to be uh looks like uh eight minutes uh six minutes over my uh allotted time here so i appreciate you stopping it'll be yeah and and so what else you got here for animal segment here on yeah. my b- birthday mm-hmm. i don't know i'd like to talk about uh Lucy for a second if you don't have anything that's our third cat and I yeah. remember when you picked her out at the one of these shelters too I know well I was there by myself picking up pet supplies and again there's a wall of cats in this adoption room and you walk in the adoption room and there was 
uh, little Lucy. She was five months old, a little black and white cat, and she was meowing like crazy and like sticking her paw out of the cage, <laughs> like, come and help me, help me, she help me, help me. And oh my God, she was so cute. She was the cutest little thing. And then I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, we have these two older cats. Um, it would be nice to have a kitten. We haven't had a kitten ever, <laughs> right? We never had a kitten. Right. We always get these big old broken down cats. But um, so I remember texting you and saying i was at school and i had here a, and there's this cute little cat and she's so adorable can she i wants me. can i get her she wants me she's reaching out to me and and you just said okay i can't see the difference between two or three cats and i was like wow you're saying yes so i was like i, I was like okay i'm yeah. not asking again it was like what's the difference between two or three cats yeah well we found out <laughs> <laughs> there is a difference but anyway we got her and um, I took her in the car and I was going to bring her to you so you could see right. her and meet her. And she pooped in my car. <laughs> right. But she was so cute. But anyway, that she, was a very long time ago. We've she had. She sound like a bird. She chirped for many, many, yeah, many years. Yeah, she had a very meow. She's always been very vocal. Yeah. Um, And Attention. she she just turned 17 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Lucy's. She's up there. She's in kidney failure, but she's had a kidney failure for two years now. And I bring her to the vet every week and she gets uh, fluids. She's holding her own. We yep. used to try and give her fluids ourselves and we worked pretty well until she got really smart. Um, and then it didn't work after that, but yeah. we did it for a long time. Yeah, but she's doing great and we just love her. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I just took Wanda for a walk. Aww. I wanted to just talk about this for a minute. Okay. Um, but I've talked, uh, Wanda, our little dog for your a walk. Favorite, your favorite. <laughs> I don't have a favorite. Sure. Well, maybe I do. But, um, <laughs> so I took Wanda for a walk earlier. She loves to walk and, um, Years ago, I read this article about it's really important to let your dog sniff. Hmm. So let your dog sniff instead of focusing how far you have traveled with your dog in steps. Begin to focus on how much your dog has sniffed on oh. their walk. Sniffing is a calming, mentally engaging and therapeutic activity, which many of us leave off the agenda during outings. When we allow our dogs to take the world around them through their nose, this provides an opportunity for relaxation. Um, so I've read that years ago, and I always um, say to myself, okay, this is her walk. This is not my walk. I can go on my own to do my fast walk or get my exercise. But when I walk the dogs, it's their walk. So I mm -hmm. let them do the sniffing. If she wants to roll around in stinky stuff i kind of let her because then i wipe her when i get home with those dog wipes Aww. i buy these dog wipes and i just wipe her and she really likes it anyway <laughs> but it breaks my heart when i see people walking their dogs and the dog has to heal by their side and the dog can't stray or sniff the dog has to walk like a soldier and and that's how the dog walks. And I feel like dogs need to, like the article said in that little you know snippet that I read, mm -hmm. dogs need to um, you know take the outside world in and sniff and it you know sniff around and right. you know Wanda eats a little piece of grass here and there and right. then she kind of trots a little ahead of us but then she comes back to us and you know just kind of let her do her own thing let her right. you know be the dog that she is you know and it's her personality mm -hmm. um and you know some days she sniffs more than others some days she just wants to walk 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 and it's up to her so i would encourage everyone to let their dog sniff i think you should give an update too we talked a little bit about our little wanda tearing her uh oh, yeah. her leg ligament so wanda tore her acl, ACL yeah. and her meniscus in her back right leg her rear left Oh, is it her left? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Her left rear leg. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she just went out and 
it was icy out there. I imagine she saw something. Neither one of us, I was out of town, but one of, you know, I mean, you can't watch her 24 seven and she must've saw another animal or something and she slipped or ran. She's very kind of hyper right? and she tore her ACL and her meniscus and then she had to have surgery. I know. Yeah. So she had no way of putting any pressure on that back leg at all. And she really, really loves to walk. That's really her favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. So we really wanted to give her the surgery yeah. so that she'd be able to walk again. So we did. So she had the surgery and then she's got to stay really quiet for a really long time. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, six, eight weeks. I can't even remember. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she's a wild, wild girl. <laughs> and she broke one of the barriers we had set up so she couldn't go down the basement. But Well, oh. talk about the operation real quick. The operation was a, a, a high uh, density uh, fishing wire in her knee. and Yeah. Yeah. So high density fishing wire in her knee to hold the ligament to the bone. And, mm -hmm. you know, he did a lot of intricate, you know, surgery. Um, it was a 40 pound, you know, wire that he put in her leg for a little teeny dog. Cause I told him that she's very, very active. So he put right. in a bigger wire, but she broke through the barrier going down the basement while we were out one night, there was a thundering and lightning storm. And when we came home, she was on the opposite side of the barrier and we were like, oh, my goodness. So then we took her out and she started walking and she started limping again. And we we're like, oh, my God, something happened. She's hurt herself again. Sure enough, I brought her back to the vet. And um, sure enough, she broke that 40 pound fishing wire type thing that they use to hold the ligament to the bone and it was it's it's gone but now she seems to be really doing well we're not going to do another surgery she's, she's walking on all she's four walking on all four she's fours. not three-legged dog anymore. yep the, do the doctor fixed the meniscus and her stabilized her kneecap so um she is doing well and um she's walking <laughs> Robert's birthday. Happy birthday, babe. Right on. Hey, yeah. you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be back tomorrow, the day after my birthday. Free Leonard Peltier. Now. Thank <laughs> you.